You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 72. Can I have mold in a storage unit? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, Neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the mold podcast. So we are talking about mold and storage units. Steve, what is the connection? Well, I don't know uh, how many of our listeners have storage units, but <laughs> I know one time I think we had three, didn't we? Yeah, we, we paid storage unit owners quite a bit of money. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'm sure our listeners, there's a lot of us. Um, if you don't have a storage unit, I'm sure you see storage unit buildings everywhere. I mean, we live in a town. Well, we don't really live in town, but our closest town's 2,000 people. And going into town, there's two different, like right next to each other, mm-hmm. right by that uh, Brazil subdivision or whatever that is. And then you have more storage units out in the, in the industrial area. So I don't know if there's more in, in Pinedale, but yeah, there's storage units everywhere. And so... Well, most people don't think about it. You just, uh, for whatever reason, me, I, I don't know, I'm a hoarder, I guess. But uh, you just have so much stuff that you have a storage unit and you throw it in there and you kind of forget about it till you need something out of it. So exactly. it's something, I guess, my point is it's something that probably a lot of our listeners have. Well, it's one of those things where it's, you know, you set it and forget it. You put the stuff in there and you never think about mold issues in it. You never think about moisture intrusion events happening. You assume that whoever you're renting the storage unit from has thought about all those things, but the truth is maybe they haven't. No, okay. no, they don't. That's, I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure when you rent a storage unit, um, you sign it, you know, you sign a piece of paper that they're not liable for any damages, which is kind of... So you're storing it at your own risk. Exactly. Okay. So you, you pretty much, good luck. I mean, I suppose unless you could prove gross ne- negligence, um, 
you know, the storage unit owner is not going to be responsible for anything. So I guess my point is, and I'm not, I'm not trying to demean storage unit owners, but they, they don't really care about your stuff. It's not theirs. <laughs> That's very, very true. So then how do you, what's, how do you differentiate between the quality of storage unit when you're thinking about, okay, I don't, I want to avoid a moisture intrusion event in this. How do you look at quality then? Well, so in, you know, where we live, our storage units, um, we're pretty much, you know, right slab on grade is what I'll call it, right at ground level for the most part. But, you know, there are storage units in other towns where, you know, they're climate controlled and they have power and air conditioning and heat in the winter. Um, you know, I'm not even sure what the brand is, but I know like down in Vegas, there's a bunch of them everywhere and there are these huge buildings. So you can actually, you know, have a storage unit where it's going to be at a higher floor so that you don't have to worry about the moisture intrusion. So just keep in mind, like around here, like I said, our storage units are a little bit different and uh, make sure when you go to rent one, you know, you know, if you're parking a car in there or a four wheeler, if, if there's water in there, it's not a big deal. But if you have a storage unit, you know, like us that has boxes and all sorts of stuff, um, you probably want a storage unit that you make sure you can trust is not going to have any issues. And luckily for us, we we go out to our storage unit, you know, quite often, I guess. And on top of that, they're they're well built. There's not, you know, there's no moisture stains or anything like that. So when people are actually putting their stuff, I mean, the, the one part is what you just talked about. So, you know, inspect a storage unit, inspect how it's kept overall, look for certain things. But beyond that, don't you think there's something to be said for the way people put items in the storage unit itself? Right. right. So, you know, in a storage unit, and I'll speak to ours, you obviously have what I'll call the back wall, and then you have where the door is on the front. Yeah. So... The sites are adjacent to other units. I mean, we're kind of in the middle of a building with mm -hmm. ours. So in the middle, you know, on the, like I'll, I'll say it's the north and south walls, you can put stuff up against those walls because unless a unit adjacent to you has a bunch of water and it comes into yours, you're not going to be worried about it. Whereas on that west wall, so the back wall that mm -hmm. I referred to, you probably don't want to stack a bunch of boxes. And it's kind of funny I say that because I'm pretty sure that's what we have in ours. <laughs> so you probably need to move those boxes. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, well, because you're thinking about you're thinking about climate water coming meaning in. Meaning, yeah. like if you live in Florida and it's hurricane season, water could be coming into a storage unit. If you live in a place like Wyoming, winter, all the snow when it melts, where is it going to come in? Right. So you make sure that boxes and things that could right. create mold, like wood or other building, like you make sure they're not where the water would be coming in. Right. And I guess I didn't explain it that well. But, yeah, make sure it's not right next to an exterior wall. Okay. Like cardboard and stuff like that. And, I mean, we, yeah, it would take us a while. If you want, I mean, I, I, I won't stop you from going out there and moving all those boxes. <laughs> but, but, yeah, my whole point is, is don't put, you know, things that cannot get wet or that will be ruined if they get wet right next to the exterior walls okay. you know and if let's say you're a unit where you're on you're the end unit so you're on the whole the, the let's just say you're on the south end of the building well you probably don't want to put anything on that south wall that can't get wet okay. if that makes sense and that, if you're on the north end same same difference that makes sense but when you go in there just you know like you can just tell like i said like our storage unit you can tell it's well built and you know but there's some that aren't 
You know, I, I speaking of storage units, you know, we've seen where like they use old shipping containers as storage units, and you know what I mean, all yeah, sorts true. of stuff. That's so, very true. so you can tell, you know, as the person that pays for the storage unit fees, you can tell whether they're run down or in decent shape. So, yeah. should you should a person ask a storage unit owner? What is their upkeep schedule? When do they maintain things? When do they check the roof? I mean, should they be asking those kinds of questions? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's stuff that's important. You know, it's, it's interesting you bring that up because when I was doing inspections, I actually inspected a whole storage unit lot. I mean, there were, I can't tell you how many buildings there were. And they were big buildings, you know, with tons of units. And, uh, Obviously, when, when the new owners bought it, they, they paid me to go make sure everything was fine. And you'd be surprised. And, of course, you know, I didn't inspect inside the units, but it was the exterior and stuff like that. You'd be surprised how many roof issues there were. And, you know, most people just don't think about it. Like, let's just say you have a little minor roof leak in your storage unit. Well, if you never go out there, whatever got wet could be dry and you might not notice it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, if it was on cellulose materials, obviously you'd see moisture stains. But yeah, it's never a bad idea to say, hey, you know, do you, like in our area, do you guys plow it? Do you keep it plowed? Can I get in there in the winter time? How often do you check the roof? And you know what I mean? So it's never a bad idea. But at the end of the day, hold yourself accountable. And when you go in there, be looking at the roof and, you know, look at the the walls and make sure that there isn't anything coming in from the other units or anything like that. Because it, you know, a storage unit. The concern we have there is it's for the most part a contained unit, so there's no airflow. Mm-hmm. So if there's a water issue, the humidity is going to elevate quickly. Exactly. And probably stay that way if, if it's a, you know, if it's a chronic moisture problem, it, it just continuously can be humid in there. And before you know it, if you never go look at it, you've, you could go to your storage unit and haven't been there for several years and there's mold all over the furniture and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, you know, speaking of furniture, like couches and stuff, mattresses, make sure you, you cover those in plastic. Okay. Cause the, and that's the whole point of this podcast. The last thing you want is, is to bring a moldy issue from a storage unit. And we've talked about cross contamination and then bring it into your home. Exactly. That's, that's the last thing you want to do. And just people, you know, the other purpose, obviously, of this podcast is people just don't really think about it. Yeah. You know, until you bring it up, it's like, they're like, oh, yeah, when's the last time <laughs> they can look at their spouse and say, when's the last time you went out to the storage? You know, oh, I don't know. It's been a few years. Well, if it has, you might want to go out there and just make sure everything's kosher. Yeah. And if it's not in the town you live in, I'd question why you don't have the storage unit in the town you live in. Because yeah. I know we have had one out of town. And that was, yeah, that was good to get it into yeah. town. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, it's, you know, it's something people just don't think about and you can definitely have mold issues. It's like a crawl space. You don't go in there very often and probably by the time you go in there, there's a major problem. Yeah. So it's something that, now let me ask you a question because I thought up until recently that storage units were like the kind that we have where they're outside and you know, you put a lock on it and you lift up the garage like door. But I can't remember if we were in Utah, but we were somewhere where there was this massive building with inside storage right. units, like floors. I think it was them. in Vegas. Oh, maybe it was Vegas. Store with floors of them. Yeah. Now, see, that could be a mold problem 
if that building has roof issues or the humidity, I mean, talk a little bit about interior storage units. So the, the, the purpose of those storage units, they're typically climate controlled. So obviously around here it would have heat in the winter. I don't think they'd air condition them, but, um, you know, like places like Vegas or, you know, down in Phoenix, they're air conditioned. So they, they keep the unit probably, I don't know what temperature, but I would imagine like 72 degrees year round. Um, so the, the, the issues you could have with that. So we talked about, you know, if you have something like that, what level you would have your storage unit? Well, for a moisture concern, you know, depending on how they're built, a lot of the newer ones, they have concrete floors. There's, it's not like the water's going to come in from the roof and make its way down to the lowest unit. Okay. It's going to be in that top unit. So, so, you know, that's something that if you're, if you're the, the highest floor, you want to make sure that there's no issues in your storage unit consistently. Okay. Um, like I said, the newer, the, the ones built these days, they're built, and I explained this to you when we stay in, in some hotels. And I remember, um, I can't recall, where did we stay when we were in Vegas in January, right before the, the pandemic hit? The win or? Palazzo. Oh, Palazzo. Palazzo. Remember how I explained to you that these newer hotels, like the ceiling is concrete, not the walls, but then the floor is obviously concrete because it's the ceiling for the, the mm-hmm. units below. Well, most of these buildings that are built, especially storage unit, this, that's how they're built. Okay. And it, obviously, because... You know, I, I can't recall the name of the movie. The Real McCoy. It was a movie that was out in the <laughs> 80s. And they're bank robbers. And it, it reminds me, the, the storage units, the last thing you want is somebody cutting through through the wall of a storage unit to get into the one next to them to steal stuff and all that. So they're built, I guess my point is, they're built in a manner that, that they're, they're pretty well built. So when you have units like that, um, you know, if you're the top unit, once again, it, ha- it doesn't matter even like storage units we have around here. Make sure there's nothing coming in from above you or or units adjacent to you. Okay. But, but yeah, those units, like you said, I can't. I, it's public storage. That's the name of it. Oh, okay. And they're just these huge buildings. It's, it's yeah, kind of it's weird for us. I mean, we live in Wyoming, so it's quite rural. But it's weird to see stuff like that. But, you know, when you have, I, I could imagine in New York City and all that stuff, that's kind of what you have to do. you got to build up because... Yeah, there's no space. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. So what's your call to action for people who have storage units and, and in terms of preventing mold? Well, just like we were talking about, make sure you go and check them, you know, okay. routinely. And and if, if, if you're... If it's a storage unit where you don't have to get anything out of it, you know, very often, or you never really do, it's just, you're just paying to store your stuff, at least go like, you know, in the spring and in the fall, mm-hmm. but for sure go like at least once or twice a year. And like I said, when you go in there, you know, just look around and take a flashlight with you and make sure there's no water stains or anything. Just, you have a storage unit because you value the stuff that's in there. So make sure you're just checking it out routinely and, you know, like I said, it could be something that's, you know, a chronic issue over time and you could catch it early enough that you could go to the owner and say, hey, there's there's a leak above my unit and then have them fix it. Absolutely. So, and and this is, you know, I don't know that there are a lot of people talking about storage units and mold and it makes me think of your email list because when people sign up for that, they get additional education that they're not going to hear on this podcast they're not going to get on Facebook, right. which makes a lot of sense to have people sign up 
to learn more about indoor air quality and mold and things right. they could do. Right. And it, you know, our listeners know, um, you know, I, as a mold specialist, like I'm a, I'm a totally different breed of a mold specialist or a mold company period. Like, you know, our competitors and I've had, I've had one of our, we, we, we have a client that we do stuff for throughout the state. Yeah. Numerous jobs. And, They've told me if, and they they deal with our competitors. If if we were to be sued, and I wanted somebody on the stand, I want Steve up there testifying, not this other the, our competitors' yeah. people. And it's because, like, I'm I'm, and obviously our listeners know this. I focus way more on the educational part of mold, and you know the reason I wrote the very first book the mold epidemic is because it's an epidemic because obviously several reasons but i think one of the biggest reasons is awareness nobody nobody talks about it we talk about radon you know unless you're a listener of ours or you've you know bought a home where radon is prevalent they nobody even knows what radon is and it's the second leading cause of lung cancer so you know that's why we're different is is we we do a podcast. It's this isn't this podcast. Obviously, it's part of our business marketing plan, but it's to educate our listeners, and that's why we have the email list, and that's why we have the the Facebook posts. So, you know, I try to focus more, you know, and it, it drives you nuts. That's why you won't go on mold bids with me because <laughs> I I do way more educating than I do, you know, trying to say, well, this is going to cost this much, you know. And when I'm in front of my client, I my my whole goal is to educate them. Absolutely. You do a great job of it. So sign up for the email list if you want yep. more education. And then go like our uh, Facebook page. You know, we talked about the email list the last episode and you explained how to do it. Mm-hmm. Go to CNC Contractor Services on Facebook. Like our page. Follow us. I'm not sure if that's the same thing. Uh, I think if you like it, it also follows. But make sure you let us know. Type a message on the Facebook page. Let us know that you found us through this podcast. Yep. Yeah, we don't get a whole... We talk about this. We don't get a whole lot of interaction on Facebook. And, I, you know, we get likes and some shares. But, you know, we, we always... We don't mind people asking questions. And, you know, we're always here to help people out if you have a question. Shoot us a question on, on the whatever post. And it's just a weekly post. Sometimes I'll... I'll throw something in, you know, if I find an article or something. But it's just a weekly post that's short. We're not going to blow up your Facebook feed. We're not that kind of uh, marketing, I guess. We don't we don't go down that road. So, so yeah, make sure you follow us on Facebook. And like you said, tell us you, you know, listen to the podcast. Tell us what you think about it. Absolutely. All right, everybody. There you go. CNCContractorServices.com and find us on Facebook. We'll catch you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.